Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, a philosopher, and this is where we talk about topics that are going to level up inside and outside the virtual arena. This is a fighting game community philosophy channel, so sometimes it's more philosophy, sometimes it's more fighting games. Today is a little bit more on the fighting game side, but before we get into the main topic, uh, which I'll talk about in a second, Happy Thanksgiving! It's the Friday after Thanksgiving, as of recording this, the, the recording that I'm going to be referring to, I actually recorded before Thanksgiving, so it's a little bit of both. But for right now, uh, hopefully you guys are full of Thanksgiving food if you celebrate. If you don't, then hopefully you got a couple of days off to relax and reset your mind. I'm somewhere in the middle. As a family, I celebrate it as an individual, as a you know person of color, multiple different colors. I, I really don't. Uh, but at the same time, I think it is still good to practice the art of gratitude. So I've been working on that. Uh, before I get into too much of the personal stuff, I will say that today's episode is going to be focused around the League of Legends uh, fighting game, Riot's fighting game that's coming up. Uh, I do a pretty good job of introducing the topic in the actual conversation that I have with my guest Mega Max Star, somewhat co-host, honestly. It's just been a minute since I've talked to him. Uh, we both got multiple new jobs, so we've both been busy working on our own careers. Very proud of the progress of him as well, so that's, that's really cool to reconnect with him. Neither of us have been going to our locals, so that's a little uh, saddening, or I haven't gone too much because of work. But nonetheless, you know, I'm really excited to talk about the topic. You'll hear the passion in my voice in that episode or in this episode. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm really excited for the future of fighting games because of this game. But before I wanted to get into some personal updates, you know, things that are going on with me. And even before that, I actually uh, want to go ahead and do a segment that I want to start working on. And hopefully I can do this consistently uh, for myself more than anybody else. But I, I want to talk about the books that I'm listening to or reading. I've actually got two books. I'm listening to them on Audible, uh, and I'll have a link for that in a second. It helps me out, but also I just legitimately use Audible on like a daily basis. Uh, so I think it's a perfect blend for me. So what you guys can do, there'll be a link down below, but it's taviannapier.com slash audible. It actually gets you a free month, I believe. It might be three months. I got to double check this. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes for you guys, but essentially you can get a free subscription uh, temporarily to Audible to listen to a book. And I believe you get one free book as well. So that way there's no commitment. I, I legitimately use this every day, so I'm not trying to just shill something that I don't use, but I do think that Audible is a great uh, resource if you're a busy person, if you commute a lot. I have a one hour commute to and from work sometimes. Uh, I also do a lot of home, you know, dishes and, and just working around the house for uh, something to kind of keep me going. Listen to some audiobooks. So that said, I've got two books that I'm listening to. One is fiction, one is nonfiction. Uh, the first one is Viridian Gate Online. If you are a fan of either MMORPGs or VR technology, you know, maybe the book Ready Player One, not the movie. Um, maybe the movie too, but uh, more the book. Uh, if you are interested in what's called lit RPGs or literary RPGs, I, I think it's a really interesting genre. Uh, this Basically, this guy, I'm on book seven, but this guy, uh, the world blows up, the real world blows up, and some guy creates a virtual reality MMORPG, and people can upload their consciousness to it. And uh, pol politics and, and corruption and a lot of uh, scary things ensue, and it's just very interesting to see this world develop uh, in this uh, MMORPG. I'm a fan of Dot .hack, I'm a fan of Sword Art Online, so this is not new territory for me, but it's just nice to see a different perspective, a little bit more grounded in terms of how people think. Uh, so I'm listening to that one, but I'm also re-listening to a book called The Art of Learning by Josh Waitzkin. Uh, I, I love this book. This is probably the fourth or fifth time I've listened to it, and I always get something new. 
Uh, if you don't know who Josh Waitzkin is, he's the person that the book and the movie uh, Searching for Robert Fisher, Robbie Fisher, was based off of. Uh, he's one of the youngest chess prodigies in the world, or grandmasters in the world. Uh, when he was about 18, 19, he actually trans transitioned to uh, Tai Chi Chuan Push Hands, which is a competitive martial art, uh, and became a master of that, a world a world champion of that as well, and talks about his philosophy of uh, learning one and exchanging some of those philosophies over to chess and then how martial or uh, over to martial arts and then how learning martial arts helped him get better uh, at chess and just as a better person in the process of learning and improving it's a very philosophical uh uh introspective book i really really appreciate the book i love listening to him he also narrates the audiobook so that makes it a little bit more personal he's not the most exciting person he's very calm and relaxing and he's just like a very personable kind of guy but i i love the book um i'm always trying to improve myself as someone who's dealt with a lot of uh, emotional and mental challenges as a kid, uh, learning challenges as well. It's just nice to hear the thought process of someone who is at the peak of their game in multiple different uh, games or multiple different competitive environments. It's really, really nice to listen to and gives me inspiration and helps me think about my challenges uh, in a different perspective. Uh, so those are the two books that I'm listening to. I'll probably talk about both of those uh, several more times as I get more out of it. I just started... Um, listening to the art of learning again so i'm still on the first half of the book i believe i have to go check to see how far into it i am but i always just i think about different things and i i, I just have different perspectives so hopefully i can capture that because i want to do something more with books uh i was hoping to do like a book club but i just think with my schedule and the lack of discipline i have with scheduling uh social activities I, I don't know if that's realistic for me, but I can at least talk about it on my podcast a little bit before I get into the main topic, uh, especially the audio version. I think I should really take advantage of the fact that I can do long form content. Uh, so I don't want to just do the main topic and then that's it. I'd like to uh, reflect on some of the things that are important to me that I'd like to keep talking about, but don't want to make a whole new podcast for it. Right. Uh, so I definitely want to take advantage of the long form content that I'm able to create on on podcasts. Uh, so that said, check out those books. Um, check the link below if you want to help support me as well as listen to some really great books. There's a huge selection on Audible, which makes it really easy. I've got like 70 books and I've listened to like 80% of them. Uh, I'm really proud of that aspect of myself. They're not, it's not the same thing as reading, so I kind of feel like I'm copying out. But at the same time, I'd rather have the, no the knowledge than not have the knowledge, right? So I know some people are, are like me where it's like, you know, I like the idea of audiobooks, but I feel like I'm cheating. Well, if you're not going to read the book, you know, be realistic with yourself. And actually just make that plunge and try it out. Uh, there's not a commitment to it. Uh, you can cancel whenever you want. So, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right, but moving on to some personal updates. Nothing major in the world of, of me other than what I'm already doing, just working. I'm taking a break right now. It's, you know, like I said before, it's Thanksgiving vacation. Uh, I got winter vacation coming up here as well. There's some stresses and some excitements about that. I'll have a lot more free time during December because, you know, I work with colleges and educational programs, so there's nothing really to do for the most part. Some of my contracts, I still have some esports stuff that I can do. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I'm going to be recuperating, relaxing, trying to take care of my health. That's been the biggest thing for me uh, next to my, my biggest personal thing. Non-career has been taking care of my health, both both mental and physical. Uh, but closely next to that would be better being a better father and being a better husband. Uh, those are two things that I'm trying to figure out how to manage while also working on my business. You know, that's that kind of bleeds into the fact that, you know, I am a coach now. I'm an esports coach for two teams. Well, I've been coaching for 
like a year and a half now during the pandemic in, in regards to specifically team coaching and not just individual coaching. Uh, so I'm really thankful to be coaching Rocket League teams. I did it for high schools at first. Um, you know, I was coaching individuals of fighting games, but now I'm finally coaching one college varsity team and I'll be coaching a university varsity team after the end of the winter break. Uh, I'm basically starting now. Tryouts are happening, um, you know, right after this Thanksgiving vacation. I got to get ready for that, get ready for recruiting. So my brain's trying to shift to more of like, what do I need to do to be a good coach as a team? I need more structure. You know, I'm thinking about all these different ideas while also trying to manage how do I be a better father and husband and, and thinking about that audiobook before the art of learning. I'm trying to take what I learn and make sure I apply it to both, mainly like scheduling and keeping track of things and being more focused and more present, uh, not distracting myself, uh, making sure that my terminology is very conscious. What I'm choosing to say and how I'm choosing to say it is very intentional as much as possible. It's harder to do those things when you're tired, when you're burnt out, when you're stressed out. So taking care of myself is incredibly important. You know, when your diet's not good, when you're not exercising, when your body is sore, uh, that really adds up and it compounds and I don't like it. I've lived a life long enough knowing what it feels like to be healthy. I've been blessed with a fairly healthy body, even though I don't think I've done the best job of taking care of it long term. Uh, there have been some long stints where I did take care of my body very well. Uh, and that's why I can notice when my body is not feeling as good as it is. But now I'm in this place where I'm just so busy that other things seem more important than taking care of my body. And I know that's not true because I can get more done if I take care of my body and my mind. Uh, and your spirit, if you believe in that sort of thing, if you need some sort of like spiritual grounding, whether you're religious or more on the sp spiritual side. Uh, I tend to be more on the spiritual side, but it's not a necessity for me to be happy for the most part, I would say. Uh, for other people, they need that. So it, it's important to practice those things. You know, religion is a practice that you have to adhere to if you're going to, you know, get that sort of uh, emotion or that sort of feeling, I would imagine. It's the same thing with like meditation and exercise. Uh, those are the things that help me feel more gratitude. Those are the things that help me feel better with my body and my mind, like literally functioning better. So it's both practical, but it's also uh, a little bit more on the emotional side because it gives me like a release, you know, and it gives me some sense of accomplishment uh, when I do it continually because you see that progress as you do it, but you have to do it regularly. Uh, but yeah, the last segment of, of the life that I'm trying to figure out is how to be a better business owner. Uh, and that includes, you know, making content like this, but also the, the non-fun stuff like the taxes and, and managing the money and investing and making sure I'm keeping track of all my appointments and contacts. That's pretty challenging for me. Uh, it's something that I've been conscious of, but there's always been like some sort of backbone because I've worked for other companies, so I could always utilize their tools. Uh, and now I'm essentially, you know, figuring this all out on my own. And that's, it's not completely new, but it, it feels like everything is falling on me and uh, I'm okay with that. I've accepted that, but at the same time, it's hard. It's hard because there's so many other things, you know, home ownership, uh, parenting, being a husband, uh, and a lot of these uh, individual contracts, they require a lot of attention. Uh, so it's it's something I'm figuring out. It takes time to do. Um, I think that's pretty obvious, but at the same time, I think we live in that, that era of instant gratification, so it's really hard for me uh, to not want it now. It's like that commercial, like, it's my money and I want it now, right? <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys remember those commercials, if they still exist, but that, that's just like how I feel. It's like, I, it's my progress and I want it now, right? That's, that's how I feel uh, about some of this. And it takes time, but at the same time, it, it takes 
reminding yourself on a regular basis so that you don't forget about it after a week and then you're stressed out like oh where am i at you ever, you ever play a video game like an rpg and you stop playing it for like a week or a month and then you hop back into it and you're like i don't remember anything about this now I don't know what the heck I was doing in this game, I'm just going to start over. And that, that almost sometimes feels like it's the best option to start over, but sometimes it isn't the best option, it just feels like the best option because it's like, I don't know what I'm doing, I need to just sort of get a fresh start. Uh, sometimes that's appropriate, but when it comes to like, you're, you're building a business and you're managing something, you can't just scrap everything and start over. You have to see where you left everything, and the later, the longer you do that, the longer you take before you revisit certain aspects of your business or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, your exercise, it could be whatever, uh, the harder it is to get back into it and continue that momentum, right? You lose momentum if you wait too long before you get back into it. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out, like, how long do I need to take? Is it a daily thing? Is it a weekly thing? Is it a monthly thing? You know, that changes depending on what it is. Uh, but I also, you know, I want to encourage other people to think that way as well, because life can get very hard uh, as someone who I have a lot of skills in certain areas and I have no skills in certain areas. I feel like I should as an adult right now. Uh, and, you know, my wife is, is part of my team. So thankfully, she complements a lot of the things that I don't have and vice versa. Uh, so we work together and then both of our, our families support us and we try to support them as much as possible. And then we also have some really awesome friends that support us as well. Uh, so that's really awesome. You know, it, it's, it takes a village to raise a child and sometimes a child isn't a literal child. Sometimes it is, <laughs> you know, like people have raised our son, helped us, you know, babysit our son. That's very literal, uh, but also it could be an idea or a philosophy or a concept where other people are helping you, whether they know it or not, to, to raise the child that is your, you know, your business or your content or whatever it may be, right? Your, your goal, your health. Uh, and, and that's very, very true. So with that said, though, uh, what I want to do is get into this topic. We're going to talk about the Project L. So this is a conversation we had earlier. I really enjoyed it. I, I watched the trailer a little bit more afterwards. There's more thoughts that I have on this. But overall, this is my initial reaction to the trailer. We discuss it. Uh, and I'm really excited about this game for so many different reasons. I don't want to reiterate it in this introduction. But uh, essentially, uh, it, it looks like it could do a lot for the fighting game community more than most people real realize. Uh, there are some prominent members in the FGC that actually understand how big this could be. Um, but I, I think a lot of people are still sort of just letting the game sink in and looking at it at a very surface level as to how it impacts them and not how it might impact the whole entire FGC. Uh, with that said, though, I think that's a good introduction to the topic. Let's get into it. Thank you guys so much again. Happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to FGC Philosophy. This episode, we're going to get right into it. It's me and Mega Maxstar back again, uh, talking about Project L, the new Riot fighting game. I'm very excited about it, but nonetheless, uh, I guess let's rewind a little bit. I I was working yesterday, and then my um, I got DM'd by a League of Legends player actually, like someone who knows I play fighting games, but is a League of Legends player at Western. And I'm like, oh yeah, like here we go. But I had to go like somewhere else, so I couldn't watch it for a good minute. And then when I did watch it, like, I was watching with some fighting game people, uh, like, people were talking over. I was I was with Frodo, and, like, I love Frodo, but you know how much he talks, so I was missing, like, half of it. 
went home like hours later, rewatched it, and then watched Maximilian's reaction to it too. So like I've, I've watched the video several different times. Uh, I went back and listened to our old episode because we talked about this a while ago. And, you know, we talked about, we kind of use a couple of people as like a sounding board for people who do think like this, you know, because I don't want to out them specifically, but just people who were like, you know, cynical people or, or, or like just doubters in general. And, uh, you know, some of the predictions that we basically made and, and all that kind of stuff. So we'll talk about that. But first, I want to get your reaction to the gameplay. Like, what, what did you think about it? Dude, I, man, you should have been there when I first saw it because I got a text from my friend and it's like, dude, have you seen the Project L stuff? And I'm like no dude are you kidding me stuff came out and i knew it was coming out because they made an announcement um like a week or so ago saying like late november that they're gonna you know show something and i was like okay so it's gonna come like any time now i pulled up and i started watching the video and i was popping off dude i was like dude this is <laughs> so good the like animation the like just like the tag team fighting is such a genius idea for league in general it's one of, it's going to be a fast-paced game it gave me huge marvel 3 vibes and just marvel vibes in general mm -hmm. you know and i love that stuff that that stuff looks so cool something that i noticed that not a lot of people pointed out wave dashing looks like it's in the game like yep crouch wave dashing i noticed that like right off the bat that you know they were doing like a showcase with echo and he was dashing crouching dashing and i was like oh nice there's gonna be like this high level movement tech here that's important that's really sick so i'm just so excited i was literally going by it frame by frame looking mm -hmm. at every little like tiny minute details like this looks so good yeah so i'm i'm so excited honestly <laughs> I, I mean, we'll talk about Echo real quick because they showcase Echo more than anybody else. Uh, Darius had a couple of sick combos and so did Ari. Uh, yeah. But, like, the mechanic that Echo has, right? I, I So I watched it and then I watched um, Maximilian watch it and he was breaking it down and I was kind of doing my own analysis while watching him, right? And, and the like the time rewind mechanic and how, like, the cross-ups work, it, like, they showed some high-level stuff that like the potential of that let alone like the tag mechanics of it it just looks uh. so good the fact that you can just kind of choose and he's gonna be a nuts character for a tag team brawler if you yeah. have somebody that like if we're just like completely speculating if you have a huge lockdown assist like and you just swap back to the other side and then you do some like choose if you want to go left left or right after that like that's some nuts mix-up stuff this game looks yeah. like it's going to be fast and people are going to die fast which i mean i'm a fan of because that just makes the sets so much more like interesting intense you know yeah, yeah. i think i think it'll be cool i think it'll be really cool i don't i don't see that game where like those combos being that long characters living for a very long time too but i'm not i guess i could be wrong but i'm sure they'll create some sort of comeback potential too yeah like there's so much to speculate about the mechanics because i don't know how they could do anything like they might you know have some sort of um i wouldn't say items per se like maybe not that level but like customizable things about your character uh will different characters have different health you know like darius should have more health than ari right i just wonder what they're going to do with it and then i wonder if i'm assuming that there's gonna be cooldowns instead of uh, like since they have simplified inputs and such, and yeah, moves are pretty powerful. Inputs. Yeah, uh, I think it's just like either somewhat smash related or there's special buttons. Like I saw, like I think it was attack and special, because it was A and S, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure how they do it. It was like A three, 
S1, mm-hmm. S3, stuff like that. So I don't know if there's gonna be like a six button game with like attacks and specials. Like three three attacks, three specials, or two attacks, two specials, something like that. Well, at least three yeah, attacks. Yeah, I'm actually really curious on that because I was trying to decipher that and I still was like, I, it's yeah, it's like over my head because normally, you know, you see like ABC and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But it's S and A and then it's one, two, and three. So that makes me think like, okay, are there three each? Is there only two S's? Is there only, is there three A's? Like I can see it being a four to five button fighter, mm-hmm. um, not counting the tag button. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because obviously the tag button is like its own button, and not a lot of people count it when they say like Blaze Blue Cross Tag is a four button fighter. Or a three button. Right, fighter. right. In terms of the attacks so, and combos and stuff, it's not considered right. part of the buttons. And uh, Dragon Ball's four button. Four buttons, yeah. Assists. Yeah. So I'm curious because it looks like they're taking um, like early Marvel as like their idea when it comes to the because it's a two v two belt like battler which we haven't seen 2v2 well i guess cross tag was 2v2 and that was a three button marvel infinite three too. F- oh you're right marvel infinite was also like that <laughs> forgot about that game huh <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> that game's fun though like i it mean is. we've talked about it we've, we've touched on it it's a good game um so yeah i'm really curious because um obviously i think they're probably put in an extra mechanic um in the game maybe either passives or runes you know something like that i can maybe okay so i think it might be a a five to six button game maybe including the tag button uh Mm. because they they might they may go closer to smash where Mm. they have inputs and directionals right Mm -hmm. um because they they have shown it. it is directionals you're right yeah but they may also have multiple special buttons because it if it's a league of legends game and and it's also pulled or inspired from Rising Thunder, which was Tom and uh, Tony Cannon's like game that I think that kind of helped them get this job on top of GDPO. Uh, right. I, I would wager uh, those had like multiple special buttons, I believe, and then cooldowns. And I don't remember it had directionals. But no, that didn't said, have any directionals. It was just buttons. I think they're also being vague with the inputs on purpose, just because they might not know exactly. Like they might not have it fully locked down, or the they version of the show. Yeah. So it might not be set in stone, but I, I think it's going to be some combination of like either directional inputs, which you you said is already confirmed, and then also multiple special buttons. Uh, yeah, and I maybe including an attack button. I could see them doing um like button combinations, like how DBFC has done oh, their button combinations. Yeah, hockey. Yeah. Um, you know, press like A one S one, and you do a, this action. You know, so. Uh, I mean, it's a normal thing in fighting games. It's always been there. Just grab in of itself has been like a universal thing in fighting games where it's always like punch and kick or something like that. So I'm sure they'll do something with um, pressing two buttons together and some sort of, you know, different move entirely that you can do. I don't, I'm not like upset that, uh, like there's no motion inputs i think it's fine because i think they want the barrier of entry to be easier and that's fine and they talked about it themselves where they said they 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 actually had a perfect response they said they wanted the barrier of entry to be easier but the like high 
uh, high quality players, the high quality plays that you can do are still there. So it yeah. still has like, you know, a gap between if you're a good player or a bad player. I think people can really like uh, kind of look at it from like cross tag. If you've played it, it's a very, very, very easy game. And honestly, like you can kind of, it's kind of hard to tell a very good player to a player that's kind of in mediation like not to not to like shit on cross tag players but really like the hardest part of the game and the part that like a lot of really good players get off of is the sandwich stuff that you can do with assists and stuff like that but otherwise the barrier of entry is so incredibly easy that like from easy to moderate it's mm. very very similar in terms of uh play as long as like it, there can be a difference with that i think that'd be fine for me because obviously like them saying it and then them doing it is obvious it's just two different things I, i'm kind of curious to see where they're going to take it from here and how they will kind of put it into practice yeah i went back and watched that gameplay of like darius to look at his moveset and so they only showed ever s1 and a a1 and a2 or uh, and then like down down a3 which mm -hmm. is like his up up heavy basically it's like uh, light medium heavy is basically what that is for sure but the s button don't know uh with 100 percent certainly <laughs> but they did do like down s or stuff like that so there's directionals there's uh but i i think that they might have like an ultimate button or something like that you know maybe it takes like a long time like only game three it works or something or like once per set yeah get, like, they did show ultimate. off his they showed off two supers actually um his super looked oh. sick as hell and they showed off ari's super um oh you're right they, they kind of showed off her super but it, it like it cut so it made it look like it was part of the full combo but i i, I didn't see like the full animation it obviously was, it was tough to see yeah she just did like a big like beam wave thing <sighs> And that yeah. was it. But Darius's was sick. I actually love that. I went frame by frame and him just like spinning around and then just like uh, ending yeah. it. That looked sick, man. I was like hype watching that. So mm -hmm. if I'm hype watching like just that trailer in of itself, I'm sure it's going to be a hype game to watch and just like competitive play, you know? Yeah. Uh, something so. you said earlier about Ton. I think Tony said it. But basically, it was it's going to be easy to learn, hard to master, and like they basically said, don't worry, like the pros are never going to be beat by somebody less less experienced. Like they just they addressed so many things straightforward that I really appreciate that. Which yeah. I'm not surprised because it's it's them. You know, they've been around the field for a long time in terms of fighting games. But like they, just, they know what people want. I also appreciate Riot for being able to let them do that because I remember a situation very similar to this where a combo fiend who was a very strong Marvel player was like the representative for Marvel Infinite. And they basically just gave him canned answers to say, and like he was talking about how the functions are more important than the characters. And like, I know he damn well knew that the people didn't want to hear that. And like, I, I don't think you should tell them what they want to hear, but at the same time, like he couldn't do his job properly. He couldn't really be straightforward with about like what they were addressing because, you know, Capcom wasn't addressing it. Netcode, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we both Beating felt very adamant players. about this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Just, just my one thing is banning players or like, um, like, uh, putting, um, punishing players day one, uh, disconnecting. Amazing. I think, I think that's like bold, and I think it's honestly what we need for um games now. And too many developers, specifically Japanese developers, don't, don't hit that. They don't, they don't care 
if you'd wage quit. They don't care if you leave. They don't put lever penalties. Mm -hmm. Day one, lever penalties, respect, honestly, because online matters a lot. And if you want your community to trust you and like you, that's number one, man. That's really it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Something they said was that was very great to hear was the fact that they test their their multiplayer. Like they play all their multiplayer matches are online when they're play testing this in house. And that, that might sound kind of weird, but when you're thinking about the fact that we are we are still going through a pandemic, uh, but just in general, this practice is good because if you're trying to aim for offline net play, uh, you should be testing to see how your online or like offline offline net play offline conditions. <laughs> you want your online to be as similar to, as possible to offline conditions, then you should be testing that in house and making sure that that feels right. Uh, and having people who play fighting games do that as well because that's a huge huge important part of the portion so i'm really excited i know that like some people were very doubtful of the game having good net play uh and i haven't heard anything about cross play yet uh, i don't think they mentioned that from what i saw no they didn't yeah. mention it um i'm still waiting mm -hmm. i hope i hope um but honestly my hope is pretty high just because yeah. you know they released the rune king recently i don't know if you heard anything about that i they released two games like yeah. just kind of just threw them out there and i'm like what the heck i, I yeah, heard rune, about it but i haven't seen it rune king just came out um the other day and my uh very good friend jared has been playing it and i've been watching him play it looks really good high quality game um very hmm. good rpg but that game's on everything it's literally on pc ps4 xbox switch so like that in of itself makes me feel comfortable in saying that crossplay is a very good like potential mm -hmm. um obviously we can't just like say oh 100 crossplay is gonna happen we don't know until they say it and you know i'll wait but i'm gonna stay hopeful um yeah. because i think they have the potential to blow this out of the park and i think crossplay is like the biggest thing to show that and if they also want to talk about because they talked about how they're setting up their net code and their net play um by using riot servers as a medium to help with the rollback i think that's really really smart because uh riot servers have been really good lately personally just from being a league player myself um i play league on like 30 ping consistently and that feels great so um if they can push that to the similar standard for project l i'm very hopeful mm -hmm. so yeah i i think that's incredibly possible it's not hard i mean strive is doing it and strive i feel like does not have the funding that um riot has <laughs> right they, they don't have that 10 cent money in their pockets so i i no. just <laughs> i don't they think got that they... money though that's for sure that's true that's true but i, I highly doubt they're going to give them the money they they need to like do their game as well as they need to i, I could be wrong on that because like dice case seem to be doing very well with this so just the net the net play has some uh i don't mind it it's not game breaking for me right but i have to admit objectively speaking that the amount of time it takes to get to the network is is bad and then like their uh server like their their uh in world game online like whether you're playing a little chibi character <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't mind that it's just it doesn't work as well as i think it's it doesn't work like it's supposed to it doesn't work as intended yet uh so i'm still hoping that's a thing but when you're playing the game when you're in game i can go to japan 
and, and play with Japanese players and it's not terrible, right? It's it's yeah. there are some times where it's very noticeable, but uh, a lot of times I have pretty fair matches. I get all three matches and they want to play it out with me, so I'm not causing them any uh, lag or anything either, or at least the quality of matches are good enough for them to rematch me. Uh, whereas, you know, also Fantasy Strike, right, which I think is on GGPO, is a mm -hmm. free-to-play fighting game. For, uh, you can you can play the game for free, and I believe it's cross-platform. Yep. yep. Uh, I, I, uh, yes, it is, because it's playable with PlayStation and PC, PC. I believe. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't know if it's on a, Xbox or not. I don't remember, but I don't know if it's cross-play. It's only cross-play Xbox to PC, I think. PS4 to PC. No, if it's on Xbox, that's what I mean. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. But I don't, I, I can't recall. Uh, Melty Blood is also a good example. Um, it's also rollback netcode. Mm. Um, I believe, yeah, I, I mean, it's got to be on GGPO. But um, honestly, though, Melty Blood's rollback has been, eh. I don't know if you've played it yet, but. I've heard mixed it's, reviews. Yeah, it's okay. Like, honestly, like, it's rollback, so it's not, like, awful. But if you have a slightly worse connection, it definitely, like, you can visually see it. Um, mm. But, I mean, it's a lot better than delay-based. Sometimes delay-based is better, but, of course, that's only in niche markets where, like, if you're living in Japan, obviously delay-based netcode is sometimes better. But... Yeah. Uh, again, it's so niche, and it doesn't happen as often as like you think it would, um, because of we live in America and people are spread way far. So you know we need to be able to. I I want to see people play from you know all the way up in like Maine to like New Mexico or something or like California. Yeah, I so, want to play a tournament where I can actually play in it. I mean, I want to play like Canada right. and stuff too. You know, Mexico. Right. Let's see. Let's go. So, like, if if they can make that a potential possibility, just in general with the servers, like that would yeah. be great. And then also increasing the player base by making it cross-play is the biggest thing they can do. Um, and it also makes leaderboards uh, somewhat legitimate. Um, it's a genuine problem with. Um, Let's, I'm just going to use Dragon Ball because that's the game I know just all that well. Uh, leaderboards are, of course, like spread across each platform, and um, a lot of rankings are skewed. So if you are a, let's say, Living Legend player in PC, mm. that's about the level of like a Super Saiyan God rank on PS4. Like, there's a, there's a huge disparity between the ranks where well yeah pc players are just generally more like competitive and there's a lot more like lower density players so it means you have a higher quality games but if you don't have the population for it then you know somebody who's high rank in ps4 wouldn't be considered as you know high rank but most fgc players usually don't care about rank um a lot of people say rank doesn't matter which i am one of the people that also can say that you can show up anywhere and i don't care what rank you are you know it's about what you show up with and what you play with so mm -hmm. but it helps people feel like you know their rank actually matters um rather than putting it like in these separate little columns with consoles <laughs> yeah so, so my I guess this, this point is related to what you were saying before, but it's also like multi-pronged, right? Uh, so it deals mm -hmm. with network, 
I can't explain this as well as Maximilian did in his video. Holy shit, they're using server-based rollback. We'll route network traffic between players through Riot Direct, our internal network already being used to minimize latency in League of Legends and Valorant. We're also actively managing a player's connection to their opponent to ensure a consistent, fair play experience. If their connection is laggy or drops packets, their experience will suffer, but yours won't. Um, there's no reason for them to do this. Unless it's going to be a team game. They don't, they wouldn't, ha they don't have to invest this much. Unless there is going to be one person piloting one character and another person piloting the other. At least to me. I don't know if they announced that here, but to me, that is what they would not need to invest this much in this if it was peer-to-peer -peer based. However, if there's four players involved, then yes, having something in between to balance everything out, to balance the rift would make a lot of sense. Two people. <laughs> So is this going to be a like a, an actual 2v2 where four players are playing? That uh, would be sick. Right. And I'm like, I'm excited for that possibility. I think because one of the things that fighting game is missing in terms of esports production, like viewership numbers, all that kind of stuff is the fact that it's not a team game for the most part, except for like doubles in Smash. That's usually like a side tournament almost. It's the people who play it are competitive, but they're all like already pros and singles. Uh, there's not too many like just doubles players that only do doubles right uh, so if this right. is a 2v2 game because uh, again riot can host their own tournaments they already have the esports production to do the backing for it uh having a team is always to, in my opinion like it just seems to be more exciting for viewership objectively speaking I, I watch fighting games but i can't deny that like there's something different about watching a team like pop off together and celebrate and like i've seen it in person i've seen it online in big tournaments i I love personally, like I, I want to compete mainly in fighting games, but like I also have to be objective and say that I think in terms of esports production specifically, uh, that would be in its best, like it would be probably in its best interest if it's possible to do. I also think it um, creates a lot more higher quality games because, um, and like you were saying, from an esports standpoint, if you have VODs, like there's always VOD reviews after of like the actual players talking to each other. And that's always just like an interesting standpoint to see how players are communicating with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and it is possible. Um, I know Riot has shown interest in doing that in other games. Like in Runeterra, they actually had a game mode where you could play with another player, um, like 2v2. Uh -huh. And that's a game. It's a single player card game. So there's that. Um, Dragon mm -hmm. Ball has shown that they've attempted it with like raids so there's that too so it's DOA, not out of the like doa4 on xbox 360 also had it uh they had tag battles where you can tag in your teammates mk9 oh, <laughs> oh MK9. yeah yeah uh wasn't the tekken tag also like that too i was about to ask you the same thing i don't know <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm like 90 percent sure tekken tag actually had like 2v2 competitive matches like what? and i think that's cool we need a Tekken player. Where's where's Sticky Boomstick at? We need. We him need. Right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we gotta add him. But like, I think that's really cool, and I think that's a really really good idea because it just makes the games more exciting, and mm -hmm. like the team aspect is just cool. Yeah. So, and we've been needing that because there haven't been a team based fighter like come out and you can just have it where and i'm sure they'll probably swap it where you can just do one person controlling both mm -hmm. characters yeah. or you know both players controlling a character and they can probably have their own different ranked ladders so. yeah i was gonna say a separate rank for would, duos though what <laughs> yeah like and I, I it's league based right so it's it honestly makes sense like they're right. they've always been people to 
try and implement team-based stuff. Um, and I see it in Runeterra's Horizon 2. They took it out of labs um, a while back, but I think mm. they're bringing it back. Like, I genuinely think they are bringing it back because they were testing it. And I think they're going to come out with, like, some sort of game mode. So if Runeterra, a single-player card game, could have 2v2 stuff, mm-hmm. who, who could say the fighting game can't either? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, I'm, so, I'm thinking about it from like an esports production standpoint too. Like, I, I, that's how my brain is starting and then like branching off. So, one, they're testing it to make sure the offline is as good as the online. So, there's a possibility that riot-based tournaments are going to be online-only tournaments. Mm. Uh, not, not, not in the sense of like, I mean, like they can be in-house in an arena, but it's still going to be on some sort of server, whether it be an in-house server or like just playing online. But imagine playing a fighting game against your opponent where you're only sitting next to your teammate and your opponent's on the other side of the room and can't hear you talking, right? Like, that, that's, that's kind huge. of weird, but it, it becomes possible uh, with this. And because of that, communication could also... like Because we talked about... Oh, did we not talk about coaching yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had that whole coaching situation, right? You know, that got inspired. So <laughs> oh, we, we, never, we never touched on that for... Yeah. Stuff, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but you see what I'm saying, though, right? Because two pro yeah, players no, coaching it, each other. Because the Street Fighter League I is already a, a thing, too. Right, and we've seen on Street Fighter League like mid-set coaching has happened, and it's always and it just produces this really high quality content, always. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and even then, right? Like we've seen. Um, tournaments from old games like uh street fighter third strike where you know it's like crew battles and they're team based or they're team oriented and everybody is just working to play together and win together Mm -hmm. so it's always i find those way more hype and way more interesting from a competitive and esports standpoint than one player duking it out with another not to like you know make it worse but uh, it's just fun. It's just like downright fun. And then when you and we, I think we've touched upon this in another podcast, but when you're celebrating and you have somebody to celebrate it with, it just like, it feels so much better. You know, it, it always just feels so much better. It does. So it's just better. Everything, Cause like <laughs> from the business standpoint, there's better photo opportunities. There's better like reactions. There's better moments because like more people, more unique situations uh, but like as an individual player, it's like yeah, you get to share that that victory with somebody else, and that kind of feels nice. Like I love winning, and like we when we play Clash, or when we play like these games, and we're calming, and we earn a dub, it feels so oh, much better. Like today, I was playing so Halo Infinite. I was playing Halo Infinite with JB, and I was getting salty because like he's very quiet, he doesn't calm a lot, and then like no one on Halo even like talks, and like one dude, one dude finally talked, and he was cool as hell, and we were like, ah, I got your back over here, blah, blah over there, and like. I was like, yes, that is how this game is supposed to feel. Up until that point, I was just not enjoying myself. Because I was like, it, it, the gameplay is nice, but that's not, I need I need interaction. I need some comms. I need the communication. Like, what's happening? It, it, it's it's not the same. So, yeah, I, I love fighting games. I'm not trashing on 1v1s or anything like that. I play Strive a lot and Street Fighter every week. Uh, but I'm just saying from multiple standpoints, I think it's just a good opportunity. If may, I could be way wrong, but I like going down this rabbit hole and just looking at the possibility of it. Because uh, I think there's still going to be 1v1 tournaments and it's still going to be hype, right? You know, Evo yeah. oh, and, and Combo Breaker, they can all do that same format. But, like, on terms of, like, esports, esports, not home, like, grassroots, grassroots. Because this gives us an opportunity to have an esports game where we can still do grassroots, right? 
and like it'll help the game's gonna have a good net code it's gonna be able to grow and like do well but uh but yeah so i, I think that's a a good fun idea that they could do that doesn't necessarily take away if they if they allow you to do 1v1s and it doesn't really affect it at all uh, i'm really right. excited for that i i am super excited and just so everybody knows too unfortunately um it's not project l won't show up next year it's going to be a 2023 game so a like lot of this probably. speculation we won't even see until you know yeah. way until the end however they did say they're gonna try and keep us updated for major updates they've been in the dark for two years now i think was it or was it a year and a half we can go check our video <laughs> yeah i know right I'll so yeah <laughs> but um it's been a long time and literally um, two yeah, years i think it was 2019 december yeah. december 19th is when we uploaded so it had to have been probably right around the same time they launched this promotion that's crazy but i'm mm -hmm. glad they finally did something and they finally said something because um i've been gnawing at the bit knowing about it and um it's just good to finally have something new circulating and finally people talking about it too mm -hmm. because all we had before was just these three second clips that everybody and their mom was using to show off what project l could look like but now now we have so much more we have so much more to talk about we can people Bro. can go frame by frame by the little bits of info like to me the game looks very marvel 3-ish and i'm just excited at that because marvel 3 is hype because mm -hmm. i like there was a point where i think um like echo was comboing jinx and i saw her body do like a little like on the ground and oh, i was like yeah. that looks that looks like an otg like potential like man's hitting him with hidden missiles <laughs> and then he just like continues <laughs> the combo the jinx is you know what i mean um or just like something i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> well, like, no, Jinx shoots a missile for her assist and, like, extended the combo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true, that's true. And then, but uh, I was so, thinking, like, uh, Doctor Doom, like, hidden missiles, like, doing the OTG stuff from Marvel 3. Yeah. Just super hype stuff. I, I can see this game being very, like, um, what's... I'm trying to think of, uh, kind of fluid and, like, you can just do whatever you want. Freeform, like, creative. A lot of games... Yes, very freeform, because... Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of games lately have been very like not exactly restrictive but combos have a limit and that would be very interesting for them to kind of go back to the old like marvel 2 marvel 3 even marvel 3 had its limits but you had ways to break the limits but yeah. you know where you can just keep comboing as long as you're al allowed to until like there's a certain point where it's like okay 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 that's enough but <laughs> you know like if you see anybody play marvel 3 like anybody who's who actually plays the game can do the doctor doom like death loop and it's not hard it's very easy yeah, yeah. but it's like it's very quick and simple but i don't think they'll have it to like that level where you can just constantly tod people like that but i do think there will be opportunities where you can just kind of pop off from small things bro um, yeah just kind of continue combos like just watching darius do his like they didn't show off darius which i kind of wish they did but mm. his like wall bounce stuff like oh my god that looks so sick like just him jumping up in the air wall bouncing the character then just like grabbing him again i was like dude this it doesn't end Ari's combos i don't know yeah. if you remember <laughs> hers lasted forever i don't yeah, know yeah dude 
I hope they do something to change that because that that would actually a little infuriate me just a little bit. I literally counted it. I was like one, two, three, four, five, five dashes. She does, and that's why I think there's sure ultimates those... and cooldowns. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure they'll put a burst system in the game too. Like, I wonder if they'll put like summoner spells or something in it. Um, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Is like you could probably have some sort of like customizable things you can change out. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for that. I bet they would do runes and summoner spells. That's my guess. Is like something like that. Yeah, like you get because like it, Infinity Stones, you know, were mm -hmm. the last like kind of thing that they showed off for two like a two v two brawler where like you still had like a third kind of option. But I can see them doing like. You can choose a summoner spell and you can choose a rune and i could see the summoner spell being an active that you can just do and then your rune is just like a passive that happens while you're fighting like a conquer grasp of the undying something that oh, like yeah. you know adds to your game without you having to activate it right so i can see them doing something like that because that just seems like kind of cut and dry like put it in you mm -hmm. know but yeah, I'm interested what where they're going to take the game because there's so many avenues, so many routes that they can go for. And so far, like it looks great. By the way, do the state did the stage to you give you like Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5 vibes? I don't know if you like looked at the stage when they were playing. I it, I mean but... it reminded me of Arcane, but uh, I'll have to relook at that and check. Because I was looking at it, I was like, man, I'm getting, like, Street Fighter 4 vibes from this, like, background here. Like, this is cool. Because it's just, like, I don't know. It's very, like, simple, and there's characters doing stuff in the background, and they just, they don't care about anything that's going on in the foreground, but they have their own little thing that they're doing. Oh, I think yeah. It's cool. so, so, I think this is uh, Piltover, actually. Yeah, it's it's the bridge between Piltover and Zaun. Yeah. Um. For anybody that's been watching Arcane, um, mm. they'll know the area very well. So, speaking of Arcane, so good. Watch yeah. it. Like, amazing. <laughs> I, have, I have two more episodes to watch. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. You'll love it. Oh, man. Yeah. So, like, I finished it, and I'm I'm happy. Season two, please. It's coming. So, I just figured I might as well have this playing in the background while we talk. That works. Like, I, I was just going through and looking at some of this, because like uh, they also showed Jinx and... I, she's the one I was least interested in, but she looks pretty damn cool. Yeah, she seems like a spacer kind of zoner character um, yeah. that still has stuff. They showed her having a hammer, too. Um, I realized that. Yeah, look at these dashes, by the way. That has to be an ultimate <laughs> ability that has a long cooldown. Yeah, I think that is her ult. You, but she, if you go back, like you can see that she places orbs in the yeah, middle of that animation. Yeah. yeah, so Darius having a side switch combo. So, like, yeah. Orb, dash, dash, orb, dash. Her throw animation dash, also hits. Dash, I think. Dash, orb, dash, dash. That's and hard to say. It, 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 that cut to a super. That cut to a different like screen entirely. It reminds yeah, me they, of Monat. If you ever played Monat from Street Fighter yeah, Five, yeah, yeah. Where she has like this V trigger that pops, and then she starts like every time she presses a button, it also throws out an orb. So she can do her normal combo while the orbs are also coming out and do like new combos because like she's pressing buttons and extending them with the orbs hitting them in between. Mm. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, I gotta say, just big stan big fan of the art style. But yeah, you see what I mean about the uh, stage? Like something about the stage just feels... It does have kind of like a Street Fighter 2 Ken, Ken uh, <laughs> slash like some yeah. jazzy, jazzy NYC. 
look at this like that kind of looks so sick like mm. jinx rocket to extend it he's just not ending then ends with a super and this super looks so sick dude yeah oh miss like, fortune would definitely have hidden missiles oh yeah or would make it rain Do a yeah <laughs> yeah miss fortune or, or gangplank <laughs> sick oh poor tom is so tired yeah dude the yeah, art style they, so the gameplay i like to, to like stay on on task with that like there was one point where they like I wanted to talk about he Echo throws out uh, uh, an item and then rewinds and then like hits the item. Yeah, that looks so sick. Yeah, he throws out the uh, the time winder. Yeah, and then he like jumps up in the air. He jumps up in the air, throws the time winder, rewinds time, and then swings his bat to launch it at him. Like yeah. that looks like straight nasty. This character is going to be a mix-up. That right there? Oh, that right there? And then this right here. Jesus. What is this guy doing? Like, for people you listening definitely... on the podcast, I'll, 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 put a, I'll put a link for the video <laughs> so you guys can check that out. Because you got to watch the video. Yeah. Like, you definitely got to use his uh, use assist to cover for his teleports. Because I can see people just matching. And oh, I'm yeah. Sure it'll just, like, you'll just get hit out of it. So he's not like a character that you can just kind of... That... They're just showing, like, you know, what you're allowed to do or what you can do, but... Oh, no, that's not it. Or was it? Yeah. It... I think it's later. That's really cool where you can looks slow so down. Good, though. Yeah, that's like... Yeah, he's got that... that as an assist, too. It reminds me of RC. Oh, that's as an assist? Yeah, he's got it's it like as an assist. Blue RC, like, PRC, where Here you slow is... him down. This is it. He just... Oh, yeah, oh. he starts wave dashing. Oh, yeah. Like... That looks so sick, dude. The wave dash. Throws it out like, <laughs> like something about that is just crazy. I wonder what the Cancel inputs are that. for dash. Like, I really hope it's two button dash inputs because I, I can see them making it a two button dash because hmm. it just looks like it with how they're dashing around and crouch canceling it. Like, it just makes sense to me. If you go back um, into another point where they were showing off Echo. Um, I think right. there's a better representation of the the dashing, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, farther back. Yeah, around here, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. So right here, like. Yep, yep, yep. You're right. I see it. He did back wave dashes really fast. Yeah, there it is again. Like right there, right there. Yeah, so he like crouches. You can tell that he crouches for the dashing. There's oh, no way you Marble can't 3. do that. You can't do that movement without it being uh, like macroed. You know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like oh dashing. yeah, if it's just a macro, that'd be even better. Yeah. So like that that to me is like the only thing that makes me think like there has it has to be a simple way to dash because there's no way, no conceivable way that somebody has been like jamming the stick that fast like even if you're on a mix box or a hitbox like there's no way yeah who they hired to do these combos dang all right i see yeah you. no they got they got some pretty good play testers going on here man yeah that's what you need man i hope they like bring in some of the um higher level play like streamers and stuff like i hope they bring maximilian and like maybe other pro players in maybe some league yeah. players too uh and just like have them kind of play hype test it, it and share their thoughts like, no not even hype it up just like give give riot their honest opinions on this game of like what they think it needs and like and in terms of like it may be some newer players too because obviously they wanted to be easy to attain but they already seem to have that part of it down but just figuring out like where the characters want to go and, and all that kind of stuff 
uh, I, I think this is a good opportunity for also like influencers to kind of an aside but, but what were you gonna say oh no you're i mean i'm with you on that i think it's a perfect opportunity for riot to just let the community like voice their opinion on what they want and what like what mm. is good because i'm i mean that's the like easiest thing they can do to just like show that they are interested in the community and i can see the canon brothers do it they got connections all around like who like everybody's gonna receive like if you if they received a dm from the canon brothers they know like yeah absolutely man i got <laughs> the you time has come. like yeah the, my time has come like say jam maximilian um mm -hmm. like even even some more like non-people related like brian f is still like a very popular channel even though he'd only does street fighter stuff tyler he one can still Tyler one. Yeah. Like, you know, you can bring everybody, you can bring like swim stream or Mogwai onto them too, from the Runeterra side. Like they're huge. Like all of these people are like riot oriented streamers slash like, hmm. or not riot oriented, but just people that love the game. Um, you know, something I actually, I did want to touch up on. Um, uh -huh. did you see that double lift made a video about project L? I saw he had a reaction to this one, and then I also saw he had a video out, but I haven't watched it yet. He hates the fact that it's a two attack team fighter, by the okay. way. Okay, what's his complaint? He, uh, just because he's like, <laughs> it's going to be so much more difficult, like, you have to learn twice as many characters, um, it, like, the game is just going to make it itself way less, like um accessible easier for yeah accessible and easier for new players because i don't want to play those games where i have to learn two different characters mm -hmm. and my thought process is like i think it's a perfect thing because tag team brawlers are just like a lot easier than one-on-one -on -one games sometimes yeah the, well the inputs are a lot easier in this game and so that yeah. makes it a lot accessible to learn multiple characters. And who knows, maybe there's multiple game modes where you don't have like two v twos and stuff like that, uh, where you can right. practice. We don't we don't know that for sure yet. But it's just like, I mean, for, coming from Double Lift who plays ADC, that's just like, what are you talking about? You play ADC yeah, in a League of Legends <laughs> game. What the hell you are you talking all the about, same characters, dude? dude? You literally like go from Lucian to like. Caitlyn and you're like well I mean it's kind of the same thing so I just I just space better <laughs> like I don't that is true though and like not not to take complete shots at double lift I do love him heart uh -huh. like heart to heart he's a great player but like <laughs> I genuinely think like it's just like I get the whole not wanting to learn multiple characters, but coming from a tag team kind of background myself, mm. I just think that's like complete opposite. I find it way more difficult to learn one character and doing one-on-ones by trying to learn like the very specific niche stuff. Like what is this minus on block? What are my safe moves? Like you can kind of just be, you can just throw buttons out man it, it'll just feel good and a lot of times when you learn at least from dragon ball standpoint if you learned like one character's bnb you learned most of the characters as bnb like yeah people are overthinking the process of learning like they, they don't know enough to know that it's not as hard as they think it is but like they're so convinced it's hard because they might have tried like once or twice and didn't have a good interaction with it or they they played someone who just straight molly whopped them and didn't give them any advice or anything uh, yeah. whatever it may have been and so like yeah I, I think that's to each of their own right but it's you're overcomplicating the game in your in your own head you're not you're not what taking the time another, okay. 
you're going into training mode for the game and mm. it's going to take you probably just as much time to learn both of the characters as one because of how simple the combat is made and how easy the game is supposed to be mm. you know and yeah. regardless you're gonna have to be spending time in training mode like that's just how most games are like yeah. i would say strive is probably the last game that i would say training mode like it matters but i guess coming from a background like you and i i feel like we spend a lot less time in training mode for that game than like i just practice stuff normal games i don't do yeah. a lot of like exploration on how to figure out stuff but every now and then if something's really stumping me then i'll be like oh what do i have to do here but a lot of times you can kind of just figure out things on the fly if you it, you have to acquire some muscle memory in certain areas, like either from this game or another game. But you know, and you have the combos memorized, you'll be good to go. Uh, but yeah. I want—I wanted to give Riot this one idea, right? I want—I want to share this idea with you. you. Can have this one for free. Next one, you know, I'm going to charge you fifty thousand dollars for. But you should do a FGCX Riot or League of Legends like community event for Project L when the game comes out. You know, if if, if indeed it is a two v two game. You get one FGC guy paired up with one League of Legends guy, <laughs> and you run a tournament. Run a That'd tournament. Be sick. That'd be sick. You, you have Tom and Tony Cannon at your fingertips. You also have, like, I mean, this could be at Evo, but, like, I think it should be an in-house thing personally. Uh, but you also got Pokimane, who owns RTS, who basically is a part owner of Evo now. That's a whole other side. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say with that. That's I don't know true. what to do with that. But, yeah. But, yeah. So, Ryan, there you, you go can... for free. Dude, you could get a Dyrus. He's TSM's old top laner. He's a huge fighting game like player. He's played a bunch of Tekken, bunch of different fighting games in general. Mm-hmm. Like he could be I know I know I actually could name him Sneaky. Um I'm trying to think of someone else who potentially has been playing fighting games. I guess Double Lift. Like those those are just three like really well-known NA like League of Legends players that are that play fighting games yeah. so you get tasty steve you get like you yipes, yipes <laughs> you get like, maximilian you have to get, if you don't sign up yipes then i'm disappointed like yeah honestly. <laughs> yeah maybe throw in some say jam uh Gotta. like who i don't know who else you could get for this game oh, like get some marvel players man oh man get some marvel <laughs> and dbz players probably get sonic Fox. yeah get jay wong oh yeah get jay, jay wong, wong. Um, He's sick. yeah you, you could get so many people to like there's so much because like they want make it like oh, so cool there's so much potential here like and i i remember saying this before and like i don't i i am not going to let pessimism hold me back from theorizing about what there could be but if there is something that and like some people are like hey i'm not going to get excited because i don't want to be disappointed and if that's your logic then fine but i i why be more cynical about like why wish for a it's just it's not a thought process that i'm going to go through right i'm going to focus on what is possible if it doesn't happen okay i've worked in game dev for a while and i've also sold video games for a long time i'm used to disappointing games it's a very first world problem i will get over it and i will be okay right i would rather do this speculate about the possibilities maybe give riot a free idea you know and, and with the hopes of hiring me later on for some jobs Riot, but, please but, yeah. hire us. <laughs> nudge, I, nudge, they, Riot. They they posted like a hiring page, and it was like the first thing I looked. I was like, "Are they looking for testers?" And like, dang, no. But no. they're looking for you know a lot more character based stuff or something like that. Developers, people who actually have a degree in something. Oh, I should look. <laughs> actually, wait, I got one of those. Yeah. 
There you go. In game See, development, though. You got the opportunities, man. And then yeah. and then you let me in. Uh, there you go. Exactly. There you go. Open the door for you. Get you. me in. So, but honestly, though, like, I just like speculating about this game because it's going to be one of those games that I'm going to immediately play and I'm probably going to immediately love regardless of it. Yeah. I felt like that towards Dragon Ball. That was the game that clicked with me. And I hope I can realize that with Project L as well. Like, it's it's definitely something I can see myself just putting all of my time and effort into. And with my previous background of DBFZ, I think that would actually, like, immediately help me. Too, I'm about to get back so. into Marvel. Oh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, honestly. It, like, have you played yeah. that game? That is what yeah, this game yeah, reminds yeah. me of. It's very, like, inputs and everything. It's, it, the way it looks, the way it animates, very similar to Battle for the Grid. I, I remember I saw some people comment on Reddit about, like, getting Battle for the Grid kind of, like, vibes from it. So mm -hmm. Not a bad thing. Um, no, it's not bad at all because people love Battle for the Grid. It's got nuts infinites, but... <laughs> You know. It's a little. It's pretty hard for a simple input game, honestly. Their combos are so long. I, it's cool, but it's it, good yeah, example. If you really want to like about. talk, if you really want to talk about like learning characters and then also like putting that into practice for a game like that, Battle for the Grid is the best example. Honestly, it's a game that doesn't have motion inputs. It's a game that like has. It's got um, you got three characters and you got like the megazord or whatever and that's like a whole mechanic in of itself and it's i mean it's just perfect in the way of like if you want to try and compare the two it's right there right yeah. there okay well we have we have chatted about this we're very passionate about it uh, i'm curious to see like in, the, in a year or two we'll check in <laughs> and see what's new with this game uh, I mean, we'll check in before that, but we'll check in about this game specifically and and see how that goes. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, let us know what you guys think about the game, your thoughts on it, your predictions, um, what you hope for, what characters you're looking for. Uh, Vi, Vi Dudley, please, please, please. I just all I I would I, yes, that's all I want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, I'd set Vi combo. Let's go, Dunk Ooh, Team, Dunk Squad. That'd be sick. Oh man, there you there go. You go. Let us let us know what you guys want. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>